0: The Myths and Truths About Beauty with Lily Chandra. i so, so excited for to share this episode with you. We just had so much fun recording with Lily. Um, Lily has become a really special person in my life. I met her... Um, actually my best friend applied to, or not didn't apply, but was looking at um, moving into a suite that she has that's attached to her house. And it wasn't a fit for my friend, but they ended up falling in love with each other and connecting over healing and and um, different modalities that they're both really into. And then my friend started seeing Lily on a regular basis, having these beauty healing sessions with her. And um, so of course I jumped on the bandwagon and had (laughs) many sessions myself and just so many massive shifts in my life from working with her. Um, And I just love her perspectives and her views. She had so much magic to share on this episode about beauty and about what it really takes. I think so many women are chasing this feeling of beauty or chasing looking beautiful which is rooted in the external world which is rooted in perception of other people versus knowing how to access our beauty from a place of feeling beautiful and that there that's the beauty to me that's untouchable when we actually feel beautiful walking through the world and we feel ourselves and Lily shares so many tips and tools on this episode Um, of how to really access your unique beauty and your unique beauty doesn't look like anyone else's. So yeah, so much fun
1: such an important episode. I loved her. And I love that similar to what it takes to detox from the old paradigm, you know, we have to really be willing to look at our cultural conditioning, you know, like you've, if you've been following us for a while, you know, that both of us feel very strongly about plastic surgery and the beauty industry. And most of all are very passionate about women coming home to themselves. We want you to feel so alive, not under a trauma spell, not under the spell of thinking you have to be married with kids by, in a white picket fence by a certain age, not under the spell of being addicted to what other people think of you. Mm-hmm. And Lily has a very, very powerful story. So she shares her personal story and then shares about her work. And we have an incredible conversation about our own three uh, journeys navigating beauty because we had three completely different personal experiences, and then three very solid opinions about what we believe to be true about beauty. And if you, ha- if you have this longing in your heart, and most of all are listening to the podcast because you have a longing to come home to yourself, this episode is for you. We can't wait to hear what you think. Please let us know and enjoy. lily we're so excited to chat with you today thank you so much thank you for having me i'm
2: really excited to be here with you and with your
1: audience and you have an incredibly unique perspective around beauty and it is safe to say I think every woman wants to be beautiful and feel beautiful like that. That's where we are in our culture. And I know for me personally, I've actually spent a lot of time researching and reading about how we still live in a paradigm where beauty equals power and we have a big addiction to physical beauty, beauty but then women aren't invested in the inner beauty and feeling good. And Kate shares, I mean, both of us, we talk about the radiance that happens when you fall in love with yourself. And I'm really excited to hear your perspective on beauty and how you came into this work.
2: Yeah, you know, it's really interesting. I don't think I actually started to feel beautiful until I was in my early 40s. And so I didn't even really understand the real concept of beauty. I was just also focusing on outer beauty, but there was a lot of focus on what people thought about me and if, if I was in fashion, you know if my hair looked a certain way, if I was wearing the right shoes, am I wearing the right colors for the season? Am I matching things accordingly to what people want? So I don't think I really ever felt confident about the way I looked, the way I expressed myself, because it was always about other people's opinions. Mm. And working as an energy healer for twelve years, you know, in two thousand and thirteen, I channeled the method that really went into the heart of divinity and beauty and how beauty is actually a reflection of yourself, your relationship with yourself, how much you love yourself, how much you are connected to the divine. And the more you are connected to the divine, the more you're able to express your true self. And I believe that's what real beauty is, is knowing yourself, loving yourself, and feeling confident and safe to express that energy. And so in my early forties, I guess I was ready for that journey. Now I actually feel beautiful. Even if my hair looks really bad, I'm like, I feel good. I feel good inside. And that's like a really powerful feeling. And I can see people look at me now, even when I, when I think I look like shit and my hair is greasy and people still notice that I'm radiating a glow. And I feel there's a lot of power in that and a lot of peace, mm-hmm. peace in my heart, which is really special.
0: Mm, Because the other one's so bottomless, isn't it? Like when it's the external, it's like we're constantly just chasing that validation and it never fully satiates us. And I remember that for myself too in my 20s. I remember like I would get dressed, you know, if I was going out for a night on the town or going out for dinner with friends, I would get dressed up and I would look in the mirror and i'd be like wow i feel so beautiful tonight and i i i felt beautiful i felt like i looked beautiful and then i would go out and if nobody complimented me i right away i'd be like oh my god i got to go home and change like obviously people don't like this dress maybe i don't look beautiful i was wrong and then my saboteur in my speak would beat me up. Like the voice in my head would beat me up and tell me I wasn't beautiful. And then the whole night I would feel ugly. And of course, energetically would be repelling whatever I was desiring to get that attention or that um, compliments. I was repelling it because energetically I was in such discord inside of myself. I can see that now, but at the time it was just this insatiable quest to have other people tell me, how I looked and w- whether I was worthy or not, essentially. So it's, it's yeah, it's such a self-fulfilling prophecy.
2: Yeah, you know, it's really interesting um, in my work, I've also noticed there's so many people who look perfect on the outside. And then when I start talking to them, I'd really start to notice how much pain they're in. And they mm. felt that if they made their physical body look perfect, then they would have value. It would make their pain go away. So there's something kind of programming and messaging in our society and our culture that's telling people and actually dictating that if you look beautiful, your life will be perfect. If you have lots of money, your life will be perfect and you won't have stress. And this is an interesting belief system that's Mm. cycling because a lot of people have that and they get plastic surgery, they get Botox, they get fillers. And then, you know, I work with them on a very intimate level and they tell me that they have so much pain in their life, so much Mm. pain and, you know, some, one of their family members is struggling with a health issue and they can't do anything. So it's really interesting that there's both sides of that, but people aren't talking about it. And I think it's really important for people to have these conversations because beauty isn't going to solve your problems. Money isn't going to solve your problems. Everything goes back to your relationship with yourself. Yeah. And your happiness has to do with how you feel about yourself. And I think this is really a message that needs to be spread in the world. And people need to learn how to do that. How do we connect with ourselves? And this is why I, um, I'm really happy to be here with you guys.
1: I'd love to hear more, was it a moment or what was the turning point for you? I mean, it's so powerful. Talk about breaking paradigms to hear you say, it wasn't until my 40s that I felt beautiful, right? There's still a whole narrative about that you're beautiful in your 20s, right? The young, very young, mm-hmm. you're radiant and then you're no longer desirable um, bullshit. And in order to have this conversation, I keep thinking about how you, we have to make conscious the messages we live in so I really appreciate that you just named all of that and and named what happens when you have a client who's done all the work to look perfect on the outside and then there's so much pain but what was your your journey like the was it a moment where you felt beautiful or what was that like for you
2: you know what it was? Is like, since I guess my early 20s, because I actually didn't have any kind of special childhood. I grew up in a very traumatic household. I left when I was 18. I tried to leave earlier, but it wasn't legal. And so I, I grew up in a very traumatic household where I didn't feel safe. And so I feel that my journey really took me to a lot of deep healing uh, very early in my 20s and deep meditation and spending time with, you know, spiritually enlightened masters in India, where I really did a lot of deep work on myself. And I realized that all of this trauma that I experienced and the messaging that I experienced from my mother and my parents really put a lot of negative belief in me. My mother told me my whole life that I was ugly, fat, and stupid. And so when I looked in the mirror, I actually thought I was Quasimodo. And that, that when people saw me, that they were like had to do a double take because I was so ugly that they were just trying to be nice to me. It took me years to get over that. I was at least in my 30s when I realized I came to terms that I was average. And then one day I was like, I'm actually pretty. I had no idea. I was like, I'm pretty. I think I was about 38. And I realized I'm pretty at 38 years old.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm and so. it s- took me
2: so much.
0: Yeah. I am just want to say, I'm so sorry that that was your experience in childhood. Like literally my heart shattered. I just needed to pause things because I just feel like for everyone listening, like that can, that's, I mean, it's so rattling what you just shared. That is so Horrific. I cannot believe your mom said those words to you. My heart just broke a little bit. And obviously I know that you've done a lot of healing and a lot of, um, a lot of self love work around that and, um, and have shifted, but that, yeah, just, I'm so sorry that that was your experience.
2: Thank you. I know. And I realized that that was actually part of my destiny because I never really was focused on beauty and really figuring it took me to the depth of what is beauty then mm. you know if my mother says these things to me you think it's true but I think it was all part of my destiny and my journey and now oh. I really know what is beauty you right. know, beauty is your connection to yourself and your connection to yourself is ultimately your connection to the divine so I can see how that was meant to be but yes. it's still interesting to me that I thought people were looking at me and horrified by the way I look because mm-hmm. I realized I'm actually quite a good looking person for I'm 45 and like you know, like the other night, I went to some happy hours and some guy who's like 32 was trying to pick me up. And I was like, You know, I'm 45. And he's like, I don't care. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> and his friend's like you, you know, she's like, you never lost it. I was like, I guess I still got it. She was No, you never lost it. Lily Lily's like, I don't know. I thought it was Quasimodo. So it's, it's interesting, and that and so it's a such partner, like God who's always enforcing that I never lost it. So I was like, thank you.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's Amazing, you are so beautiful, and it's such a perfect example of the the stories in our minds that we believe, yes. and what that that voice in our head that tells us we are not beautiful enough, not successful enough, not thin enough, not whatever enough. That's not your own voice. Mm-hmm. Like that no, was your right. mom's voice. And then your mom's yeah. voice gets amplified by society's voice, by the media's mm-hmm. voice, by the beauty industry and plastic surgery industry. And and yet it wasn't it it wasn't you. And once you started to change the conversation you were having with yourself and how you treated yourself, your whole entire world shifted. And of course, connecting to the divine as well. And it's just amazing. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, so incredible. It makes so much sense that this is your your expertise now. Cause no matter what a woman is carrying. And I've personally worked with you and it's absolutely mind-blowing the shifts that occur. And it's like the the compliments that come from after having a session with Lily and then walking down, like literally it's like all of a sudden people are like, wow, you're looking amazing. You're so beautiful. You're glowing. Um, and it, it's, it really feels like magic. And, and I mean, for me on my journey, I certainly have felt more and more and more beautiful the same, like I'm almost forty, and the more, the more inner work I do, the more beautiful I feel. And when I was younger, and when I was twenty, and maybe societally more beautiful, I didn't feel it ever. I felt so insecure, and judge myself constantly. So, it's um, it's amazing that no no matter what, like for for you listening, like no matter what the story in your mind is, it's just not true. And absolutely every woman on earth can feel beautiful. That is, that's what's possible.
2: Yeah. You know, when I do my courses too, some, like a lot of people who are in their fifties come and they start crying because it's the first time in their life when they look at themselves and they truly feel Mm. that they're beautiful. And it's just such a powerful experience to really see yourself to like really see yourself and be like, wow, I'm beautiful.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. It's really, it's a really powerful experience. It's, and I really wish that for everybody. And you know what? The other thing I've noticed is when you have that feeling, it's because you know that you're perfect. You know, there's nothing on an innate, deeper conscious level. You know, there's nothing you need to change about who you are because you, you're all created by God. We are all God itself. So when you feel that and connect with that space, there is no separation the ultimate source. And that's, I believe when we see ourselves as who we are beautiful, you know, that's when our confidence comes from our power comes from. So beauty is just one aspect of feeling empowered Mm -hmm. and loving ourselves. And once you're in that state of being in that state of consciousness, you can create anything you want in your life, anything in your career, you can manifest the perfect relationship, you can manifest perfect health, You know, you can do any project you want to do, you know, live your dream life, but it really comes from that place of connection. Hmm. And that's where I feel my work takes people to is that place of connection.
1: Yeah. I keep thinking about how my, uh, one of my mentors, Anisha Moodley, has shared before, beauty is not something a woman cannot be. And how we've, when we talk about the old paradigm of love, you know, it's made, it's taken love and shoved it into this tiny little ring and a wedding day and a perfect photo on <laughs> Facebook. And I keep thinking about the spiritual, the spiritual imperative of beauty. Like beauty has been written about since the beginning of time, we walk into nature and we look at, at beautiful monuments, monuments, sunset. I mean, how many sunset photos are shared like every freaking day on Facebook? I have a lot of friends in San Diego, but we look out right at the world and say, that's beautiful. But then when we look in the mirror, we don't see that the same God that made all of that made you and me and the work. And I think this is what it's really coming to the work of your perception is where the healing takes place because when I think of my stories, I was told I was beautiful my whole life. It was never enough, though. It didn't reach me. It didn't touch me. My mom did not take care of herself, and yes, I received a lot of critical comments and physically physical abuse. But was always said, "You're so beautiful," and my aunts said, "You're so beautiful." My cousin said, "You're so." I mean, I have three. I'm one of three girls. We were all told that. And all three of us, you better believe, had major self-esteem oh. <laughs> issues. And mm-hmm. so I think they're neat. What, what would you say about, I mean, I have a lot of clients where it's insatiable, the need <laughs> to be validated, the need to be told that they're beautiful. And so what about mm-hmm. the other side of that never enough external validation where we're trying to fill the the hole inside and the lack of connection mm-hmm. we have, you know, with ourselves, because I that's who I'm ending up with in in my work.
2: Yeah, no, that's a good point, because what I have found is that, you know, when you look at the healing aspect and those parts of your life where you need to change things or change the story and, you know, re- rephrase and reprogram your childhood, you know, like with me and even why this experience happened with my mother and why she had to tell me I was ugly so that I could really understand beauty. You know, there is that hole. And so I feel like instead of just putting something in that hole that's temporary, we have to go deep. And that's where I went with my meditations is really understanding, okay, what happened to me? I was physically abused. Okay. How did that make me feel that made me feel like I was a piece of shit? Because otherwise, why would someone do that? I'm not loved. I'm not good enough. I don't feel worthy. Then I always say, look at it from this current perspective, 2021. Is that Is that true today? Does my life still look like that? Am I still being abused? No. Why not? Because I changed. I have better boundaries. I have different friends. I'm in a healthy relationship. So, you want to start to let go and alleviate some of that energy from the past. So, a lot of it has to do with rephrasing. And I mean, I've been on a very deep healing journey for over 20 years. So, it takes time. You know, I've experienced a lot of abuse in my childhood. You know, my parents were immigrants, they were poor. You know, it was very stressful for my parents to come to a new country, and you know, learn a new culture. So we had a lot of trauma growing up and a lot of my cousins and relatives did too. It was just normal. But I mean, they were just trying to survive, you know? So that's what I think, well, they were trying to survive. Did they know any better? No, they were repeating what they learned. Hmm. So was it personal? Maybe, maybe not. But how do I change myself? How do I change my perspective? How do I let go of the past? And often I would just sit and meditate. How do I let go of this? I went through years of just dealing with anger. You know, I tell people I used to be angry. Like if you saw me on the street, you would not want to talk to me. I would just start yelling at people at the store. I would start yelling at people when I didn't get my way. I was really not a nice person for years. Then I realized, do I want to be mean? Is this nice? Like, do I want to yell at people all the time? My mom yelled at people. So I thought, oh, you yell at people to get what you want. What did I know? Mm. So, so I really had to do a lot of deep work, you know, really, honestly, processing anger is is the biggest piece. I just meditated for years and years on my anger and then forgiving, forgiving people who hurt me and then forgiving myself for my bad behavior. And I think the biggest, to be honest, the biggest piece of healing is forgiving yourself. Yes. Forgiving yourself for the things that you've done and said to others. Into yourself. That's the biggest part of healing that I don't think people talk about. Is we need to forgive ourselves for our behavior. It's such a great example that we can truly heal.
0: Yes, yeah, and it's such a great example of how hurt people hurt people. Like you share your story of your childhood, and then your parents' story of how where they came from, and then you're this person walking around spewing anger and rage onto everyone else. Is like everyone's just hurting, and Mm -hmm. it's not personal, and um, and that's why it's so important to, to have this go on this healing journey and get to know our own souls. And I love what you said about, is that true right now? Uh, you know, in the year 2021, is that true right now? No, I'm surrounded by people who love me I'm, I have a life that I love. I'm doing work that I love I'm making an impact. Mm. I look in the mirror. And I see the beautiful woman that I am, and I have a healthy relationship to myself and to God. And for those of you who don't believe in God, universe, source, aliens, um, magic, whatever, whatever you want to call it, but a connection to a power greater than ourselves. And yeah, I mean, just that that's exactly it. It's like our past, we just keep reliving the trauma and pain of our past until we consciously know it's what's running the show and then make a choice to heal the deeper pain and to learn how to live our lives now and to learn how to get to know ourselves now and who we are right now because who we are right now is not who we were um so yeah i just love love all of that so much thank you for painting that picture
1: and i love the moments of someone sharing their story you're like like an angel. Like, that's how I feel in your presence. (laughs) And then you'd be like, I used to be angry. Like I was screaming at people on the streets. I'm like, what? And I always, I mean, I feel that way about when I think about how I used to drink and and how I behaved and I was drinking, you know, and that's the gift of healing where we become unrecognizable to our conditioned self. Mm -hmm. Like that, that's the gift. I come home to who I am and I can be who I am. And I don't think I I mean, I probably realized this before, but after hearing myself say what I just shared about my mom, because I think this is part of the problem with the beauty industry and, and where so many women are at, is we think our value is in our beauty. So of course, I wasn't valued as a child, but I was told that I was physically beautiful all the time. And I was an athlete, so I got comments about my body all the time. So of course, oh, oh, my power is in what I look like. So I, I could get lots of attention from men and I had boyfriends, but it never ever was enough. And I have shared this story before, but I don't think on the podcast, I have a moment in my life where I'm in the bathroom at my college boyfriend's house and I'm getting ready to go out and I literally make this sound. Ugh. And, I, and I'm looking in the mirror at myself and I make that sound like I'm grossed out. And he comes in And looks at me and goes, what's that like Mm. feeling that way about yourself, Catherine? And I remember like getting really angry (laughs) that he made any kind of comment. but this, this place of, I think women, at least for me, in order to heal is you have to decide you're done with your own bullshit. Like you have to decide because I had a boyfriend. I had someone who cared about me and loved me. He wasn't abusive. He wasn't toxic, right? He had had plenty of wounds because our first date was me throwing up while being so drunk at a concert and he wanted to take me out. So we know that he had his own issues wanting to go out with me after that. But, you know, this place of a woman saying the external world is not going to fill me up.
2: Mm -hmm. And in
1: order to release the attachment to what other people think is you have to bring your attention and your love in toward yourself. And I, I'm still on this journey of, I mean, we have people, we're addicted to how many likes we get on Facebook these days. Like that's what's happening, right? Did people approve of me? Did people Mm -hmm. like me? And I love that you just said peace in your heart earlier, because I think at the end of the day, heal like, that's the gift of, of healing. I'm at peace. Mm -hmm. I love who I am and I don't care what other people think. And then I can align myself to serving the world in the way that I believe the the divine has designed me to do so. And so what would you say for the woman who's like still chasing external validation or maybe has a million people giving her lots of attention for being physically beautiful, but feels empty inside. Mm -hmm. What's the path of healing there?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I feel like it's really important to audit yourself and who you think you are. And once you really know yourself, you'll be able to like say, oh, you know, I'm really funny. I can cheer people up. You know, whenever, uh, you know, people like me at parties, I'm very social, I can always make people feel comfortable. Like, what is it that's great about you? If someone needs you, they can always call you like, start to really understand your different personalities. You know, what is it that makes you you? And write a list because Mm -hmm. I think people don't audit themselves enough. And once you really start to audit yourself, you'll realize, hey, I'm actually a great person. Like, I'm really good at math. And my friends are always like, oh, you're so good at math. Like, I wish I I was good at math. And I'm like, why? I was taught I was the nerd in school because I was good at math. And I was asked to go to math camp. And my friends are like, you're going to go to math camp. And I was like, and secretly I was like, I kind of like math. I want to go. And i my parents <laughs> like, oh, well, you got to go to math camp because we're Indian. And, you know, you got to be good at math. And in the end, I didn't go. So I got in trouble by my parents. And so then my friends were still looking at me like, you got to ask to go to math camp. And I was like, I kind of actually wanted to go. But I was like torn because it wasn't cool to go to math camp. But I was the only person chosen in my grade to represent the school. So it was kind of like elite. But I always think about that. I mean, that's why I tell this story. But I was ashamed about being good at math. Mm. but I'm now everyone's like, Oh my God, you're so lucky. You're good at math. Cause not everyone's good at math. So it's interesting. No. Like if I say that's a quality, but I'm proud of that. I'm like, yeah, I'm really good at math. I can do mental math. I can, you know, I'm like, that's great. I can actually memorize like a 20 digit number by finding a pattern in the number. And it takes me like a minute to do that. I mean, what a great quality to have, but just talking about it, I feel very proud of myself. <laughs> I mean, that's not something you put on a resume. I'm really, you know, I'm really good at math. But really start to audit who you are. What makes you great? Oh, I can, you know, read a manual and fix things. Um, You know, for me, it's like, if I don't know how to do something, I can like find it on YouTube, watch a video. And I'm really proud of myself. And people say that you're so lucky, you know, you don't know how to do something. You can just watch a YouTube video and do it. I was like, yeah, I'm really excited about that. It's because I was a single mom and I always had to figure everything out myself. I never had a man to rely on. I know how to fill out paperwork, I can read legal websites and understand rules, and people really are impressed by me. So they call me for information, and I'm like, because I have to learn these things. But even just talking about it, I feel more empowered, I feel good about myself. So really audit, what is it that you're good at? Mm -hmm. All of these little things, I'm really good at soccer, I'm really good at saving water, I'm really good at gardening, I'm really good at finding free things in the alley. Like Some people, that's their talent, right? And then just really know who you are. And the more you know who you are, the more you connect with yourself, the more you feel good about yourself. And you're not focusing on these exterior things that people are saying are value. Oh, you have a, you're a CEO of a big company. You're really beautiful. Everybody wants to take you on a date. You have the latest Versace outfit. You know, you have the latest shoes that are in style. You went to the best restaurant that all the celebrities are going to. I don't think that gives you any value, but somehow we're programmed to do that because yeah. Then you'll buy things and then somebody's going to make money. That's really what that formula is about. So we need to reshift Mm. and really learn about ourselves. I think this period that we've been given because of COVID and everyone's spending so much time at home, is a great time to really get to know yourself. I think we're all getting to know ourselves right now. This was actually the best year of my life this last year. So many amazing things happened because I had so much time and I really did get to know myself and I totally came into the present moment and once I sunk into the present moment I just felt completely with God Mm. it's been a very powerful year of transition for me this year and I feel very blessed and I feel very happy about what's happening in my life and I spend 99% of my time at home but I'm okay with that actually I'm having a great time (laughs) (laughs) I really like my own company
0: That's such a great point. <laughs> it's like, if you're not having a great time at home, probably don't have a deep connection with yourself. Um, so beautiful. I, I would love to hear your perspective on the plastic surgery industry, I feel, and I've spoken about it or to it on many episodes, but I feel so heartbroken by the skyrocketing of this industry and how the last two years, especially um, since the Zoom um explosion, everyone being on zoom and seeing the reflection of their own faces every day that has skyrocketed plastic surgery. Same with filters on Instagram mm-hmm. and Snapchat that change a woman's face. And then she thinks that's, what's beautiful. And now she's going to the plastic surgeon wanting to, her face changed. So she looks more like that. And I feel so heartbroken by the fact that it rob, in my opinion, it robs a woman of her actual beauty because when we freeze our faces it, you're no able. You're no longer able to fully express yourself, and it's a form of repression because we're, you're freezing your ability to express. And yeah, I just have so many feelings about it, and it's not our fault. I mean, this is what we're talking about. It's this is patriarchy. This is the the beauty industry that's dictating what is beautiful versus us learning how to feel beautiful. And so yeah, would mm-hmm. just love to hear your take
2: on that. You know, I think it's quite unfortunate that people feel that they have to use knives to, to look beautiful because God mm. gave us these bodies mm-hmm. and we should love these bodies. These bodies are perfect as it is. Obviously, if you have a health issue and you need you know surgery because you can't breathe, of course, get a nose job or something like that. They feel that all of this imaging that's out there is so unrealistic that people <sighs> feel that they need to look like that. But the reality is nobody looks like that. You know, you look at the people who walk down the street, I don't see anybody walking down the street who looks like they do on Instagram, or online in magazines. And I actually know some famous models, and they don't look like that. Like, you can't even put the two and two together until someone tells you, oh, you know, that's that famous model. And you're like, oh, it is? Because they don't look like that. In real life. They're just they have a lot of makeup. There's a lot of airbrushing. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, you know, computer manipulation. So I think people need to also really look into that, too, and realize that that's not healthy. And I don't think plastic surgeons should be doing so much cosmetic surgery, because it's not, it's not good for your body. It's changing the chemistry in the body.
1: Mm-hmm. And a
2: lot of people actually have side effects from surgeries. And I've worked with a lot of people actually who have had a lot of side effects, especially from nose jobs. Mm. And they can't breathe properly; they get sick because they take too much stuff out, and so it actually affects their health. Ugh. And you know even with breast uh, breast augmentations, you know the things leak, and there's all kinds of complications. You have to change them every few years. people get back injuries. A lot of people actually come to me for breast reductions, and that seems to be a big thing. People who have large breasts, so I feel that people need to also really analyze themselves and what they want in life and know that if you just get one surgery, that's not enough, because then you're going yeah, to want another surgery. Yeah, it's addictive. Yeah. Yeah. And so- is that how you really want to live your life? It's more important to look at the root of the trauma. And I find everybody who wants to look beautiful, there's something inside them that's miss- missing. Yes. Something yes. that needs healing. So they usually have some kind of traumatic past. Someone, you know, like my mother said something to me but I never felt the need to get surgery, but that stayed with me for years. So really look at those things instead and really understand yourself and do your own personal healing. Because even if you get the plastic surgery, then you're going to need the clothes and you're going to need the car. Then you're going to need the vacations. Then you're going to need the house. Like there's always more and more. And not everybody can afford that either. And I know lots of people who want to get surgery and that's where their value system is. And they go into debt for that. And people should not be going into debt for surgery. I don't think that's healthy especially a lot of young people are going into that field too uh-huh. of 20s getting plastic surgery and breast reduction or breast augmentations and they Botox and fillers
0: Botox and fillers is the most yeah. popular and it it's It's heartbreaking. I I I think it's most popular with women in their twenties, which the the plastics the 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 plastic surgery industry is marketing it as preventative aging, and -hmm. it's absolutely. I mean, I think at 39 years old, I have reversed my like I started to age at 35, and in my skin, and I've reversed it so much from working with you and doing um, face yoga, and I do Mm -hmm. this work with my another woman, Parisa, um, who does trauma, emotional release with um, her elbow on my face and all these different things that are totally Mm -hmm. natural, that are actually Mm -hmm. contributing to my vibrancy and health and aliveness versus putting the most toxic chemical, second most toxic chemical on planet earth into your skin to freeze your face or to add fillers. And this, how sad it is to think like, We want to change who we are. We think we have to change what we look like in order to be beautiful based on Mm -hmm. some standard that is set from outside of us that's always changing. So it's Mm -hmm. like right now, big lips are trendy, but they're not always going to be trendy. And all of these things that women are getting done, it's not always going to be trendy. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and you'll never, ever, ever feel beautiful. When it's when mm-hmm. it's based on someone else's opinion about what beauty is, because it's it's such an inside job. Like, and yes, you can do work with Lily and get have facials where you actually um, where it actually does change your skin and it changes like it's absolutely mind blowing. And the inner work is the most important part because to me, beauty is energetic alignment. Like mm-hmm. when we are aligned with who we are, and we are alive and awake to all aspects of ourselves. I mean, I, I've talked about this before, but at my event, the immersion in Greece, every single woman, no matter what age she is, what size she is, what background she comes from, how much trauma she had, it doesn't matter her life story. She is so unbelievably beautiful at the end of that experience because she knows who she is. And she's like broken free from so many barriers and is just so in such energetic alignment with her soul. And then every, what well, we do a photo shoot at the end and like, the beauty i mean i had one client who signed up for the immersion that's coming up in october and she was like i feel like i don't fit in like all the women that come to the immersion are just so beautiful because she saw the after photos of the beauty photo shoot and it's like no that's what happens when you get into Mm -hmm. alignment with your own soul that's beauty that's beauty not what someone else tells you is beautiful
2: yeah, that's so powerful. And that's what I love about my work is that it goes inside and it mm-hmm. realigns you with your divine essence, but at the same time, it changes your physical characteristics, because why yes. not have both, you know, I would say like those Indian goddesses they are always adorned in jewels, and they look beautiful, and they're beautiful saris, we can be physically beautiful, but there's a way to do it that's natural and that's mm-hmm. safe. And that doesn't use knives. And that's what I like. I'm looking at you right now. And I can see you smiling. I know <laughs> your viewers can't hear that. But you look amazing. And I can mm. see how you're shining. And that's what I, I feel real beauty is. And as soon as you connect with that happiness inside of you, yeah. all of your cells change. Your DNA changes. Yeah. Your face yes. changes. So you can actually use happiness and love to change your physical body. You can yeah. lose weight like that. You can get rid of your wrinkles. All you have to do is connect with that part of yourself and allow that happy energy, that positive energy to flow. And we can actually use that in our thoughts to create any aspect of our life, including our physical body. And that's what I love to share because some people think, oh, I'm the only one on the planet who can do this type of healing. But I feel everybody has that gift. And so once I actually work with people, it activates that inside of them, Mm. that sort of energy that radiates from them. And people start to transform their own beauty without me after they leave. And I think that's the best part because if you Mm. want your eyebrows to be a little more arched, why not go for it? And you can actually just think about that and make them become more arched.
0: Yeah. Actually, Andy manifested my my best friend, who Lily and Catherine both know. um, She manifested curly hair when she was younger. She always wanted curly blonde hair, and she used to have red straight hair. And she has like the most unbelievably gorgeous, you know, curly goddess hair, where she literally gets stopped on the street every five seconds. Like people, literally people. I walk with her, and I'm like, oh my god, does this get old? Like people come up to her as if they're the first person to say it. Like, wow, your your hair is so amazing, and. she if she manifested it before even knowing what manifesting was when she was younger so i absolutely. didn't know that yeah I her childhood know photos Man, red very red hair like close to Chell's color wow. and straight
1: mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. i am I'm, yeah. I'm so like happy not, not bone straight but like oh not, yeah yeah not
0: like curly like it is like now. it is now
1: yeah i'm i'm so happy that you um just reflected that to Kate Lily, because I was going to say, it's also about Kate's (laughs) self-love and how many amazing people are surrounded by you, Kate. Like I, there has to be a level of when you are loved well, like Mm -hmm. there there can't be this whole like, Oh, I have to love myself perfectly in order to then feel beautiful. Mm -hmm. My truth is eventually being surrounded by all of my friends I mean, you know, getting sober and having friends and and receiving compliments and people saying it and, and not just what I looked like physically, but people saying, Catherine, you are so passionate and you really helped me with your share today. Or Catherine, you're so caring. Catherine, you're so loving. I'm really inspired by you. It really took like one day where I'm like, mm-hmm. OK, I think I'm going to believe them. Like, I'm really going to let that in and, and believe them. Because I think women do this thing where we put so much pressure on ourselves to be alone in our healing. Like, okay, if I just read enough books or say enough affirmations, rather than look at your life, are you surrounded by people who reflect the value of who you are? Are you connected on a spirit? I mean, spiritual practice changed my life, period, period. Like I learned to love myself by saying the prayer, God, help me see what you see when you look at me. That, that was the affirmation that changed my life. And I meant it with all of my heart every single day until finally one day I was able to believe that. And I shared my Botox story on another episode about how I started doing Botox and then stopped when Andrew got sick. So I'm, I'm in overwhelmed by grief and pain and t- tremendous disconnection from myself. And then of course, I'm walking into getting Botox like that, something that I needed and had fairly severe side effects because my body was rejecting it. But, you know, holding in balance, like your desire to be seen, like I think because you mentioned this earlier, Lily, you know, wanting to comment about the women that are actually afraid to be beautiful and to mm-hmm. receive mm-hmm. attention. And so this desire to be beautiful, which we associate with getting external validation, other people thinking that about us. And yet at the same time, we're afraid to be seen for who we are. So I'm sure there's a woman listening like, wait, I could be beautiful. Who? Me? I could be seen, but I have all these protective mechanisms and defenses on being afraid Mm -hmm. of that. Um, What would you, you want to say anything about that?
2: Yeah. You know, one of the biggest reasons why people close and shut down their beauty is because they don't feel safe. They don't Mm -hmm. feel safe to be beautiful. They don't feel safe to be seen. And that usually comes from trauma they've experienced in the past. And so I just want people to know that you are safe. You Think about this. Are you able to create boundaries? Do you feel safe in your life right now? Do you feel safe in your job and your relationship? And if you don't, that's another story. But if you have created these protective walls, like, you're saying around yourself, like really feel, do I, am I ready to feel safe? Am I ready to feel vulnerable? Do I know that the divine will take care of me and then start to tune into who you really are and do the audit of the really positive, great things about you and start to bring that energy back in and allow, allow your confidence to grow. You know, the the healing journey isn't like a marathon. My journey has been over 20 years, you know, that I've been meditating for actually 30 years now, which is like a miracle to me. Wow, It's step-by-step. You take one step forward, maybe two steps back, and then another step. you got to focus on every little step. Every step is a step in the right direction. And just focus on that. And that's what I focus my life on, every little step. And then five years will go by and you're like, wow. Oh, five years went by okay I'm not angry it took me five years to not be angry I was always yelling at people all the time <laughs> <laughs> I laugh now because everyone's like you
1: I'm like I still
2: <laughs> I'm like I was mean I was and then yelling at people at the grocery store in public like what was wrong with me but it was the step by step you just focus on every little step yeah every <laughs> little step And the
0: pain of like being the person who's angry all the time, you're the one who has to carry that pain. So it's like, even though you were just mimicking what you learned. And of course, of course you had a shit ton of rage inside of you because of your childhood. Um, But man, that was the only one being impacted by that was you. So I'm so happy that you moved through it in five years. That feels like short. That's like, that's amazing to go from all that trauma and be, you know, fully operating from that protective mechanisms to, to being an, a loving angel. It's like a pretty big shift to make in five years.
2: You know, um, and the other things that I really realized was important was like, I guess I had like a very deep conversation with myself and I made a decision that I was going to change and I was going to break the cycle that my parents had created. And it was a very deep point in my life. I remember that thought so deeply, like, I'm going to change the cycle. I have to change. I have to change my life for my children, for future generations. And it was a very deep, like that energy sank mm. so deeply inside of me. So my life didn't change overnight, but I started to change my choices mm. because I thought, well, how do I break the cycle? What do I have to change about myself? And that's where the forgiveness of forgiving myself for being angry, for forgiving mm. myself to making a fool of myself in a grocery store with my kids there, just yelling at the clerk for whatever reason. Mm. I don't know why I would do that because I thought I'd get my way. Mm. so it was it was really a process but I think it first everything first starts with that choice do I want to change my life am I willing to make hard changes tough changes like when you want to lose weight you have to get rid of all the junk food in your house or just if your family eats it you have to learn discipline so a lot of it goes back to discipline knowing that it's a journey it's not a a one-year journey it's a life journey it's a life journey and you can change your life at any time but you just have to be focused and not be on yourself if you make the wrong choices sometimes like I'm sure an alcoholic goes back to drinking all the time that's okay focus on mm-hmm. the positive well I did that and then okay I stopped drinking again okay that's great so now I'm back on this path so always look forward try not to look back obviously you want to calculate a bit so you can you know like well maybe I did this because I went to a bar maybe I shouldn't go to a bar again because that you know makes me want to drink so okay I'll stop going to bar so you want to look a little bit but you don't want to focus too much on the past you want to really think about what you want to achieve and stay focused on those goals and just take it step by step, day by day. That's all you can do.
0: Yes, 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 yes. Choice. We have choice. And coming back to the, um, the if you're afraid of being beautiful,
2: mm-hmm.
0: learn boundaries. Because boundaries are like, we're afraid to be beautiful because we might get, you know, hit on or we might get attention or we might get attacked. Um, learn boundaries, like learn how to. When and you can't learn boundaries alone. Hire a coach, hire, work with Lily, work with Catherine, work with me. Um, there's a lot of support out there. There's a lot of people teaching boundaries, um, and like learning how to speak up, how to stand up for yourself, how to say no, how to like how to energetically. I mean, I think the the kinds of people I attracted in my 20s when I had no boundaries, I just don't attract people like that into my life anymore because there's a solid power within myself now that mm-hmm. I'm not no longer an energetic match for it and now if someone you know who I'm not remotely attracted to or who asks me out I'm just like thank you so much I'm super flattered it's a no for me but I really appreciate the compliment you know good day <laughs> I don't owe them anything I don't feel I don't say oh I have a boyfriend and like try and you know avoid it it's like it's that that intrinsic power within yourself that every single woman has access to. And if you don't currently have access to it, you just haven't awakened this part of yourself. So absolutely like make that a top priority. If you are afraid to be, to to own your beauty and which is really just owning all of who you are, if you're afraid
2: mm-hmm.
0: of that.
2: Yeah. One other thing I wanted to say about the boundaries, because that's a really good point that you made is sometimes people are weak around boundaries because of guilt. So how guilt operates is maybe you were programmed to feel guilty. So something happens and you you go into a guilt phase. The choices you make in your life should be about you. And Mm. this is really important because if you want to change your life and you want to be happier, you want to whatever, like, you know, advance your career, be in a relationship, you know, feel, be more beautiful and powerful. You need to make choices that are going to benefit your goals. So don't feel guilty about saying no to people and helping people or however you get pulled off the task. It's so important to remember, what are my goals? Does this align with my goals? And this actually can help you create stronger boundaries and really work towards empowerment. And I think this is a really key one. Our society really operates a lot on guilt. And I don't know if people are aware of that. So start to notice, do I feel guilty about this? Why do I feel guilty? Should I feel guilty? Can I choose me? Yeah, then choose you.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm so happy you brought that up. Guilt what's your guilty pleasure? Mom guilt, right? Like guilt is I got mom guilt big every, time. <laughs> everything. And, and I think it's big for me, it's the how big it is that women aren't taught that their life belongs to them.
2: Yes. Like we're, we're really
1: not. And especially like at the root of codependency is a lost sense of self and the attention to at some point, it's up to you. Like you have to decide that you're worth it. You have to decide that you'll make choices that align. And I'm so grateful to keep hearing you say over and over again, that healing is a journey. Um, because if we literally go back to the plastic surgery crap, it's an instant fix. I mean, it's an external fix, but that's what we're chasing, right? So that I don't have to do the deeper work of feeling my feelings or go towards my wounds. But what's the, the quote, like the wound is the place where the light enters you, right? Mm -hmm. Like you, when you're healing, you're not fixing yourself because you were not broken. When you're healing, you're coming home to the truth of who you've always been, right? Beyond your conditioning, beyond all the stories you've told yourself. And I really learned, you know, the gift for me of working with you is like letting myself be supported. I, I, My trauma brought me to you have to figure it out. Then I got into personal development. You are in charge, like just choose a healthy mindset rather than it was only when I actually hired my first coach and then was introduced to the world of energy healing. And then most of all, to spiritual practice, meditation and prayer, which changed everything for me. And I really appreciate the, the beauty of your humility right like you're you're just i'm owning who i am and the humility of i'm on my journey and also owning the brilliance of your work because that's, may we find beauty in our power to express exactly who we are and own our gifts rather than think our physical beauty is our power, which is what the world is teaching us and that your power is in how well you attract a man. I mean, we haven't really addressed that bullshit yet, um, but you know, you're, you're beautiful whether anyone in the world thinks so. Mm-hmm. How about that? Like that, that for me was the, you know, on attachment and learning how to belong to myself and take a stand for myself, my choosing myself went to like, and if no one ever said a thing about this, would I still do it right? Rather than signing up for trainings or getting involved in something else thinking because I have to, which is actually still based on what other people think, right? At the end of the day, I go to bed saying, am I proud of what I did today? right? Are the decisions I made today in alignment with where I'm going in my life? And I feel like I've said this to Kate a bunch of times lately. Like, is this in alignment with where you're going? Where are you going? Where are you going? Is this person aligned with where you're going? Is this behavior aligned with where you're going and who you're becoming? So thank you so much for that. And you have some exciting things coming up in your world. Do you want to share about that?
2: Yes, I'm currently working on a skincare line. Thanks to COVID, I have a lot more time. So I'm actually in the process of rebranding. I've redid my online course, which is really fun. And I'm working on a skincare line, which is something I've wanted to do for maybe five years now. So that's going to come up, come out in a few months. And I'm basically infusing my cosmetic energy healing into the products. So when you use the products, like the face cream that's going to be coming out soon, it's like my hands are putting the cream on your face and you're going to get the energy healing through the product. So it's going to release wrinkles, do face lifting and tightening. And I'm really excited about it. I'm so excited. It's ridiculous. It's like a dream come true. So I'm having a blast with it. We're just in the, in the phase right now where we're creating the brand. And in a few months, it will be available on my website
1: so exciting i'm so excited to get my hands on that
0: (laughs) i've never heard of a skincare product like that where it's like got energetic frequency healing frequency, like obviously product healing but not energy healing in the products it's just unbelievable so cool i
2: know i'm so excited i can't wait i have like a full line but i'm just going to start with a few first um and I'm gonna be releasing a lot of really, really cool products that I'm so excited about. Like so excited. I can't even like I can't wait. Are you are your products
0: gonna be called Lily Chandra? Cause I feel like you have such a beautiful name. Like that's the perfect oh. name for a product.
2: Yeah. Like it's actually you know. not, but thank it's you. Not. And, <laughs> I know but that's what someone said. But then I'm not I'm trying to not overuse my name. So I'm, um, know, I'm gonna have to it's it's gonna be I'll let you know when it comes out, but it's actually quite beautiful the name.
0: I'm really happy about it. Mm. Amazing. That's so exciting. I'm so
2: excited. Yay!
1: (laughs) Thank you so much for this. It feels like the energy of today is your life belongs to you. Your beauty is for you. Of course, you are worthy and deserving of happiness and you are safe to be supported and loved in your life. And you're allowed to ask for help. You know, I, I think, how, I don't know how many more times Kate and I are going to uh, preach that we have our own healers and coaches and always have from the beginning of our own journey and the importance of letting mm. yourself not only be supported and, and have paid support, but also have friends, mm.
2: <laughs> have mm.
1: loving, beautiful friends that reflect the beauty yes. in you and that reflects your power and reflect your joy and believe the best for you and speak positively about life and about men and about all that is possible. I mean that is that was one of the biggest game changers for me, you know, being willing to let go of the friends that were in the conditioning and in lots of fear into letting myself be surrounded by people who were really living in power and light. And then I found Kate. <laughs> that I found Kate Arlo. <laughs>
2: You know, what, what I feel to share too is, you know, with, with my life and the childhood that, that I had and being a single mother at a very young age, I had my daughter when I was 23 and then my son at 25. I never, I didn't even know if I was going to survive life, to be honest. Mm. It was hard. I used to have to calculate every dollar that I spent and I only had enough money to take the bus X amount of times in a month. And I remember like planning my route and taking a stroller onto the bus. And I knew back then you had to like take, tear this ticket off. And I knew like I could get an extra 15 minutes off the ticket. So I would be really fast. And one time I remember I was like a little longer and I had to like scream at the bus driver because I couldn't afford to buy another bus ticket for like sixty. Mm-hmm. So just to like know where I am now and that somehow through the miracle of God, I became a full-time energy healer. And, you know, I've just finished 12 years of business. It's my third, 13th year. Somehow I made this into a career. I built my dream home by the beach. Like it's a miracle that I'm alive never mind doing this work and living my dream life and it's because of dedication and practice and I think one of the biggest lessons that I learned through this whole process is to love myself and to realize that we need to be best friends with ourselves Mm -hmm. and can you say that you are your own best friend because you spend the whole day with yourself you spend the whole day with yourself so just something to think about you know am I my own best friend do I think I'm best friends with myself I love myself to that level where I can be like, yeah, I love myself so much. I am my own. best friend,
0: And I don't think many women do. So, but hopefully if you're listening, you are starting that journey with us and you've been loving up on yourself in as many ways as possible. Um, That is so beautiful. And yeah, I, I think, yeah, our own best friend and we are the one, like the one that we're all chasing for some guy. And then eventually he disappoints us, you know, after the honeymoon phase is over and it's like, chasing this love outside of ourselves when all along the love was always there, you know, and the love and the divine love is always there. We're just chasing the wrong thing rather than coming home and, and, um, finding it within. So thank you so much for that. That was so beautiful and so many amazing, powerful golden nuggets on this episode. So sure, sure. yes, as always, um, if you're not on the New Truth Movement Facebook group, get on there. You can ask more questions. You can connect with Lily on there. We'll add you to the Facebook group um, if you want to be added, and we can sure I'd love to Ask more questions, and also um, your well, we'll we'll tag your website below. Women can book sessions through your website if they want to do an energetic beauty facial or upgrade of whatever <laughs> kind that yeah I know you offer so many. Um, so we'll make sure we tag you below and what's your Instagram. It's my name, Lily Chandra, Lily Chandra. Beautiful. Thank you so much for this today. You're amazing. And it was so beautiful sharing you with the world. Thank Thank you so much for having
2: me It was such a pleasure. I really love talking about this topic. So I really hope that I've reached the hearts of all of your listeners.
1: Mm, Absolutely. You've touched mine today. Helping, helping me remember who I am. Mine too. Thank you. We (laughs) love you. Love you.
0: Love you too. Hi, it's Kate. Thanks so much for listening to the New Truth Podcast.